everyone. Thank you for coming back to the CritCast podcast. Uh, we are here with another episode coming up of Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, where we have our adventurers. I'm going to have us start for my roll 20. Uh, this time I'm going to have Torvril Craghand start us off just with a real quick description of who you are and kind of what you look like, and then we'll uh, go into the next person. Hi. I'm Torval Craghand. I'm a dwarf, and um, I, I, I apparently am a lot hardier than my other two weakling uh, companions. <laughs> All right, Torval, <laughs> with some shots fired. Let's bring us back to Tobias. Tobias, tell us uh, who we're looking at. Uh, you're looking at Tobias Rufflin, um, human. Uh, fisher, fisherman extraordinaire. Um, I am the tank of the party, yet seem to be the weakest of the three. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he continues to be about the rest of the campaign. Fantastic, Tobias. Thank you. And then Idana. I. I'm Idana Tiradon from Neverwinter. I play as a swashbuckler in my free time. Going about the ocean and on ships and whatnot. I am a Dampier, killer of many. And I'm out here in the cold to stay away from people, yet here I am with people. <laughs> Wonderful, isn't it great how we often find ourselves with adventurers here. Uh, I will uh, jump in and say I am the new DM. Uh, you can find us at The Critcast Podcast on, at Twitter um, and CritcastPodcast at gmail.com as well. Uh, we love to hear from our fans and anything you guys have to say or add into our episodes, we'd love to integrate. Um Let's see here. Uh, I think the only one who hasn't had a chance to recap, I guess, uh, is Torvaril. Torvaril, would you like to uh, tell us what happened last time? Uh, a brief episode, but uh, a very exciting one. I, a bunch of filthy dwarger jumped us on our way back to that one place that we're headed that we're all from and I should totally know and I do know it Bryn I'm just Shander. thinking really hard and Bryn Shander. Uh, Bryn Shander that's where we're that's where we're headed back to and these filthy dwarger jumped us and uh, we murdered them quite easily no problems at all no close to dying and we uh we're gonna take a little break here and take a nap and then continue on our way fantastic yes it was uh, a simple uh, run-in as you guys were making your way back to Bryn Shander, back to the Black Iron Blades, uh, to see Eliza, who had sent you on a quest to see what has happened to the caravan of supplies that they so desperately need. Um, you know that the Br uh, Black Iron Blades' uh, reputation about town is not the greatest. Uh, that's because they get often supplies that are not... Um, the best and this is your opportunity to help them change that uh you are making your way back through uh 
the East Way is what they call it. Um, and uh, I'm moving things around here myself. As you head back towards Bryn Shander, uh, heading west, uh, doesn't look like... Perfect. Hey, that's great, guys. I think this is your first time you guys get clear skies. Uh, no blizzards, no. no encounters. Also, question, just for clarity's sake, we should have the effects of a long rest, correct? Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yes, you should have the effects of a long rest, and you do have three Trolingas hanging about uh, still, um, hanging out with you guys uh, to make note of. They were able to hide out and not make themselves known during the last battle. Uh, much like Trolingas do, they are mythical little creatures. They tend to go invisible when things start to go the opposite way of fun and exciting. Alright, uh, let me bring up this stuff here as you make your way back to Bryn Shander. Uh, you make, you are technically carrying a, uh, a wagon of sorts, right? Almost a care not a, I don't want to say a caravan, but um a cart, I guess, is what I'm thinking of of supplies heading back in. Correct? Correct. Alright, so you are able to make your way back into Brinshander, back into the walled gates. Uh as you uh kind of walk up the the guards look at you a little bit. Um and uh they don't seem, uh, they seem a little bit amused. Uh, <laughs> the guards that don't really do anything besides occupy space uh, seem to be joking about themselves and uh, elbowing each other as they watch you pull this cart um, back into Bryn Shander as if you guys were uh, dog sleds. Um, does anyone want to say anything to the jabbing soldiers? What the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> they they don't seem to be they don't seem to be paying too much attention to you as much as they seem to be having uh, a good laugh about the situation as you are pulling your uh, cart in. Um, as I'm loading things up on my side, uh, we are headed back to the Black Iron Blades, back to Eliza, correct? Uh, should we drop off the Chawingas first, or should we drop off the cart? I say we get rid of this cart. I'm tired of dragging it around. We can chase that little girl around town afterwards. Sounds good. Perfect. Sounds uh, good with me. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> um, so as you guys take the cart back to Eliza at Black Iron Blades... Let me set the scene here. Uh, things don't seem to be great for them, uh, really. Uh, it, it almost seems that they've been having a hard time uh, keeping things and people in their shop because they've uh, had not all the supplies they need. Uh, Eliza, the shield dwarf, uh, 
who comes up and um, if I remember correctly has a shaved part of their head and uh, the rest in a long braid uh, runs up and says oh my goodness oh my goodness you you actually did it you 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 found our supplies of course we did and I give her a wink <laughs> oh I knew you would I just I prayed every night to the frost maiden that you guys would find safe passage was what where's the carrier oh well, that we weren't so lucky about yeah it it had been a few days according to what we knew and it looks like they had been attacked at some point. Aye, the damn goblins got to them. Oh, not the goblins. That's too That's too bad. We, we've had issues with the goblins coming up in the past, and they... Oh, that's... Oh, well, at least we have the supplies. Uh, did, did you put the people down to rest that, uh, that we lost in the caravan? breaking up here a little bit fair enough let me well uh did we put anyone to rest i just look around at the other two did y'all put anyone to rest i mean i, I feel like the polar bears must have eaten most of them. There, there really wasn't a lot to put to rest, to be honest with you. I hate to say it, you know, being a delicate woman such as yourself and all. Uh, yeah, there, there wasn't really much that we could do. They were pretty torn up. Yeah, I get that. Um, unfortunately, that happens more, uh, more often than not around here. We, uh, we get used to it. I, I suppose, but uh, on the on the plus side, uh, you you brought uh, brought supplies, which is great news. We has, uh, we're, we're we're trying to change the reputation, as I'm sure you've heard uh, about our black iron blades that we make uh, good blades, but at a discount, uh, maybe even sacrifice quality. But with these shipments in and this new material, we should be able to change. Uh, some people's mind, at least. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Think, uh, uh, tell me, uh, is there anything else you guys need? I know that you've recently shopped here. I, I, I just don't know what else it is that I can do to offer you my thanks. Oh, there's a couple things we could use. One is money. If you have money, I could use some money. The second thing... You know, being an enterprising woman such as yourself, maybe if you really want to change the minds of people, you could outfit, say, you know, an, an adventuring group with your products to kind of promote yourselves and maybe drum up business here in the Icewind Dale. Because so far as I know, nobody wants to shop here, and I don't want to shop here. Oh, it's... I mean, it hurts to hear you say those things, but I mean, it... It honestly wouldn't be that much of a surprise. Um, 
Uh, I mean, he only me, tells the truth. Roll me a perce- uh, not perception, excuse me, a persuasion check. How persuasive am I? I'm a little persuasive. I'm a little persuasive. <laughs> It'll be with advantage, Torvrol. If I'm not mistaken, you are the uh, uh, one that she has a fancy over? Or is that Tobias? I am not Tobias. It, that's Tobias. It's me. Okay. But I, uh, I, I chime in, and I'm like, oh, that would be fantastic. I could always use a better set of armor. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I, I do love y'all's work, so, I mean, outfitting us would be quite kind. Uh, uh, red cheeks fall upon uh, Eliza's face as you see her blushing as she kind of smiles and looks at you kind of sheepishly and says, Oh, I, I knew you could appreciate good craftsmanship. I'll tell you what. If you go around telling people about our recent change of... Um, quality, uh, mind you, uh, we can work something out maybe as a sponsorship deal. I tell you what, if you give me some decent armor and weapons, I will happily promote the change in quality. Well, um, I'll need to talk with Garn, my brother, um, on the back. Give me one second as, uh, she steps to the back with Garn, the other dwarf, um, as they kind of talk back and forth. They seem to be nodding, uh, yes and no, and, uh, you see a little bit of, uh, hand gesture of maybe like a, like a thumbs up, um, and then she comes back to you and says, okay. I think we can make that work. If you can tell people that uh, you uh, are equipped from the Black Iron Blades here in Bryn Shander and then send everyone that you can to us, then yeah, I think we can make that work. I, I think that's a fair enough deal, but there's one thing. I, I, I mean, I, I don't mean to impose. What is it? Um... Tobias, uh, would it be too much to ask if, on top of all this sponsorship, you were to take me uh, to the next full moon lottery where the whole town meets? Brown chicken, brown cow. I tell you, <laughs> I tell you what, Eliza, if. You guys can make me some of your finest plate. I will be more than happy to take you on a date. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's fair. We got enough of our materials here that I think we can make that work. Can you come back in a week, uh, in a 10 days time? 10 days. All right. And I pull out a little pad and I write down 10 days date Eliza. Perfect. Uh, and unless there's anything else, she kind of smiles and, and waves at you as she goes back to work. Right. Um, well, that was an interesting exchange. I mean, we just, we did really well, but she never paid us. Yeah, but I mean, 
I'm getting plate armor out of this, so... I mean, that's... a decent chunk of money for plate armor, so... What is if it? we I'm can gonna... keep you up, we'll... we'll do pretty good with this, I think. Well, I mean, hopefully with the plate armor, I will be better off staying up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm for sure down for that, but... Like, isn't that part of the deal where we advertise for them? They outfit us, we advertise? That's like a whole second job. It is. I tell you what. Since you're worried about this money, you can have my share of the, uh, Chowinga gold. No, no, I couldn't ever do that. I mean, we've just met, though. We've okay. Been... You insist, okay. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's... Let's go get this taken care of, and then... I don't know, maybe maybe we can go visit some of the other towns, like, I don't know, Lonelywood, for example. Go out and kind of explore the area some more. Idana, do you know who's not going to have Lonelywood anymore? <laughs> oh my god. Oh I'll just kind of nudge Tobias. <laughs> Somebody's got today. I, uh, I pull out my hand axe. And I hold it up. One more word, and you're gonna lose a hand. It's alright. No more from me. I mean, the man is famous for his hands. You can't take those. Right, well. Maybe he shouldn't make. joke. It's all in fun, Tobias. Don't get your panties in a twist. Let's go get these chewingas taken care of, and then we can start heading out. What do you say? Sure. And uh, as we are walking back to the inn, I want to go, you see my size? You see her size. There's nothing that cannot work. <laughs> okay. I mean... I mean, I'm I mean... six foot five, three hundred pounds. Come on now. <laughs> well, she likes them tall. What can we say? <laughs> Wants to climb the mountain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, and that's when we start the Patreon version of this OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I imagine you guys are heading back to Bryn Shander, the North Look Inn and Tavern, if I remember correctly. Yeah. All right. Um, as I'm responding to a quick message, you guys are... Uh, Making your way to the North Look Inn. Um, making my way. Making your way. Uh, and you uh, meet... I'm trying to pull up her name right now. I think it's Danica. Yeah. Yes. Danica, Danica Grayscale. Bookworm. Yes. Uh, the one that is uh, with very uh, fuzzy hair. Um, dark brown, correct? Uh, uh, scrag, uh, not scraggly, but uh, yeah, very, very puffy, very Hermione Granger esque. If I can uh, s borrow a reference, 
Uh, she looks at you uh, as you guys come in, and she recognizes your faces, and she kind of waves at you at the bar. Um, she's not really drinking anything as much as she has a section of the North Look Inn Tavern uh, and in uh, bar corner with a bunch of books uh, and it looks like a quill and um, some ink and it looks like she's been taking notes of the things that she has been reading as she waves at you and she says, oh, he hello, hello. Boy, girl, we found your Chumbawambas. <laughs> oh, Chewingus. <laughs> Do you mean it? You have my Chewingus. Three of them. Three? No way. I t okay, please. Uh, as she uh, clears over, uh, op she opens up some uh, area on her table with some of the books and some of her writing and the stuff uh, so you can present the Chewingus. Donna, you want to do the, the honors since they seem to follow you around wherever you go? Oh, um, uh, sure. And I'll just kind of motion to the Chewingas to come and follow me over to the table as I'll kind of sit down next to Danica. Um, oh. yeah, we, we were able to find them and convince them to come along with us. They're quite smart and gifted little fellas oh my look at them I've never seen one in person I've only heard stories that I have so many questions so very many questions for did they do anything particularly weird uh, with the weather did they uh, uh, did they do they speak anything what I mean what kind of things do they tend to like to eat I mean what 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 should oh, I do so slow down slow down one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I'm just so excited. I I know, I, I can tell. Um, well, uh, they they don't really speak common. I'm not sure if they really speak at all. Not not that I recall anyways. Um, uh, in regards to the weather though, they didn't really control it or anything per se, but they were able to enchant some snowballs <gasps> that they proceeded to throw at us. Oh. Gonna, okay. Give her a little rib. Like, like don't spill too much. I mean, she's she's a learning girl. She she wanted to know. She'd find it out eventually. They do some sort of enchanting. That's so great. That, that, I mean, I have so many questions about what they can do with their enchanting and what they enchant and how they enchant it and what are the limitations for the enchanting. Does it does it simply matter about how much they can use or, or the materials at hand? I j oh, I can't thank you I enough. Uh, uh, you're, you're welcome. Um, good luck with your escapades, I suppose. I mean... They're, they're sweet, they're crafty, um, they'll definitely try and tease you and play around with you, so be prepared for that. Um, uh, okay. But also try and, I don't know, keep an eye out for them. Be kind to them and they'll they'll be kind to you. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I can do that. Uh, do, do they eat anything? As she waves over to the uh, uh, barkeep as they uh, come in and... Um, as she goes, oh, can I, maybe a cider or something, uh, something warm. Um, 
I I honestly have no idea. Um, we just sort of found them sitting there, so I'm I'm not sure. Oh well, fair enough, fair enough. I I can't thank you uh, enough for bringing these chewingas to me. Um, can I? Uh, what was what was it that I offered you? Was it a was it twenty five gold? Twenty five per person, I believe it was. And I mean, since we brought you three, that would only make sense. I. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with those rings. You guys brought me three chewingas. I can't believe it. And she gives each one of you 25 gold. Uh, as she takes each one of these, the chewingas at this moment um, are kind of more enamored at the books and what books are and the pages and the words and the things on the books that they're uh, taking them and kind of flipping the pages and uh, dunking the... Um, quill in the ink and observing it and seeing how it interacts with uh, the things that they put the ink and the quill on and they're loving it. They seem to be enjoying themselves. I just, uh, in my bag of 25 gold over to Torval. Oh, this is way too much, I say, as I'm, like, pocketing it. You never needed to do this. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> just, just, just keep me alive. Uh, thank you so much. I, I honestly, this is, this helps so much. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, oh, you're welcome. Just be nice to them. They're they're good little fellas. Perfect. Uh, as uh, you guys end talking to her, you have a uh, figure come up to you. I'm pulling them up right now. Um, we are still out in the main map. Oh, yes. thank you for letting me know. Uh, I had mine pulled up the other way. Let me uh, adjust all that, guys. <laughs> of course, Roll20 is going to be picky now that I said that. That's all good. Go to, Ro go to Bryn Shander. You can do it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I thought Roll20 was going to freak itself out for a minute. All right. So, yes, we're back at Bryn Shander. Um, if I can remember correctly, uh, this was Black Iron Blades. Uh, this square was the House of the Morning Lord that you guys had. Uh, we are technically... the tavern and inn um you guys are able to walk out uh duvesa shane the town speaker of um Bryn Shander, uh the human noble who comes up who is the speaker of Bryn Shander, comes in to looking at or i'm sorry excuse me uh comes in looking at torvro uh as she says, oh, um, Torvro, Torvro, I'm so glad I was able to find you. Uh, are you busy? Um, well, we just wrapped up one thing, and I believe we have to go still go talk to someone else about something. Oh, perfect. But, so uh, you have time. I'm, I'm, what is it can I do for you? Uh, just be out with it. 
uh, well, I could use some help in uh, the speaker uh, meeting that is happening up in Lonelywood. Um, it seems that we have some issues to resolve in the matter of these uh, murders that have been happening. And uh, between me and you, there is quite a lot of unrest between some town speakers and the others. And we could use someone uh, <laughs> with your skills of uh, mediation. Oh, well, that's right up my alley. I can absolutely help you with that. Uh, when is this uh, meet going down? Uh, as soon as possible. I'm on my way now. Would you like to join me? Uh, hold on one second. And I will turn to uh, Tobias and Adana and I'll be like, there's a, there's a speaker meet going on um, over at Lonelywood. Cast a meaningful glance at Tobias, as I say it. Um, but didn't, weren't we supposed to meet back up with, uh, with Hilne, Hilne, I believe. Well, we have Torga, we have Hilne. I don't know. I th I think we should go to Lonelywood. Okay. Now turn um, back around. To excuse me. Did you say Torga? Aye, aye, Torga. Ah, uh, this might come as a bit of surprise, but uh, it's been a little bit. But Torga has uh, Torga has been killed. Done, done, done. <laughs> uh, come again. Yes, uh, it seems there was a bit of, um, well, we assume, uh, uh, bad negotiations at the, uh, Big Bear Inn, and last thing we know was that Torga was slain by some sort of a knife with a little bit of ice that left a few shards in but I mean it's it's much like the murders that we've seen before and that's why we're all meeting together I uh I look at Adana and uh see if she's like hiding that knife because that would really suck if people it <laughs> be, be in my pouch you know as a rogue, I know to keep my weapons hidden. Or too much information never hurt anybody. Um, maybe we do go up to this lonely wood meet, talk, see what we can find out, and then maybe make our way back to the Bear Creek and do investigation if we need to, or just see where we go from there. Uh, DM. Yes. Correct me, but we also had uh. A job offer from Hiln, correct? A dwarf gets a job in the tavern. Uh, that was the something. Yes, that was the same thing as the uh, 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 black iron mm. blades. You okay. Kinda, you, yeah, that and the Torga thing were all kind they, of the they same tied. thing. Yep, Got exactly. It. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Dorval, she came to you, so. Follow you wherever you go. I will follow you. Um, <laughs> well, all right then. Well, we will accompany you on this trip. Um, by chance, do you have a sled or a team to help take us there, or are we going to be hoofing it? 
Oh, oh, Torbro, you're you're traveling for the speakers. You get uh, what we travel with, uh, axe beaks. Um, uh, If you follow me towards uh, the general store here, um, we might be able to procure a few uh, for everyone to get up towards Lonelywood in a crafty manner. Uh, in a fast manner, I should say. Um, Alright, then let's go to the general store. Alright, perfect. Uh, so, um, as you're making your way towards the general store... Wait. Making my way to the general store. Um, By the way, guys, tune in for our uh, our other campaign where yeah. we have a band. <laughs> yeah, making, was, our yeah, making our way. Making our way. Since that seems to be our famous. As it place. seems to be, what comes up. Oh yeah, we uh, rocked it out last time through uh, stone um, golems off of towers. I mean, stone and thunder. That's our uh, our call sign. <laughs> all right uh so you get to the general store uh she comes uh Vesa goes to the counter um and looks at the uh proprietor the uh person who owns it and she says uh my my dear phrygia uh please um we need uh, one, two, three, four, f- four axe beaks to get us to Lonelywood for this, uh, uh, I guess, um, meeting. Uh, we need to be in a hurry, so please, if you can have the ones that have been fed, that would be great. And Phrygia looks at her and she says, "Well, of course, Devessa. Of course, we can. We we of course we have that for you." Um, and Devessa looks at you all, kind of in a uh, in kind of a, a a snooty way, in kind of like, "Oh, look at the power I have with these people." Um, <laughs> uh, Devessa smiles and says, um, "When you're with me, we uh, get special treatment of." all sorts here um and uh the axe beaks come up the axe beaks are uh oh i've shown you guys a picture of the axe beaks the axe beaks are kind of yeah. like uh they look uh, almost like dodo birds except that the beak of the dodo bird is shaped almost in an axe like form uh they have uh what looks like uh, ostrich style wings they're not really used for flight as much as they're used I guess for stabilization they got big uh, feet uh, that are great for uh, spreading across the snow and keeping traction and moving across ice um, you guys are able to hop on these uh, before we get going yeah, to I, I would like to purchase one healing potion please all right uh that works i can take that for you uh she uh takes the money and gives you the potion of healing thank you very much for this potion of healing Um, although your price was a bit steep i heard of a place down in uh in i don't know where somewhere else in the world 
Neverwinter. Yeah, the Neverwinter that has sold potions for two dollars, two for two gold. Well, I will tell you, if you could get that for anything, that's probably not a great potion of healing. <laughs> um, question for you, uh, dear shopkeep. Do you have any stronger healing potions by chance? Uh, no, we're, we're limited to what we can uh, get from a local... Um, herbalist, but uh, uh, nothing great has come from her in a bit. Okay, um, well, how many more healing potions do you have? I have three. Three? Um, I'll, I'll take all three of them. Oh, all right, okay. Um, well, uh, 150 gold pieces, please. Of course. And I'll hand her over the 150. Uh, I, I saw your friend. I, I didn't know that you were quite the uh, the hefty shopper. Anything else I can get for you? Uh, maybe some armor, some new uh, uh, weapons? Does your um, armor come from the, the black iron blades? Well, um, it used to, but not anymore after quality has gone down. Quality's well, getting better, I hear. I don't want any of your armor, then. I'll go back over to the Black Iron Blades. That's what the kind of armor I would like. I, What do you, what do you mean? I, I feel like the Black Iron Blades could have, have cheat, uh, cheated and cut corners lately. We, we, we offer fine armor here. Well... Whenever I'm putting my life on the line, I'm gonna go to somebody I can trust, and that's that's uh, Black Iron Blades. We just tested out some of their stuff, uh, not I mean, not even last night. Um, <laughs> not not that we can't trust you though. Um, let, let, let me take a look at what you've got. I I'll mean, just kind of look at the other two, like their <laughs> bluntness was a little much, and just kind of. <laughs> Look at them and look back over I, at her, just kind of giving like a sheepish grin. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm poor, so I wasn't gonna buy anything anyway. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, I bought you a present, and I hand you a healing potion. Oh, lovely, lovely. This should <laughs> help me stay alive, since you two are like godlike over here. Torvrol, give me a uh, perception check. Twenty-one. Oh yeah, you can definitely tell that she wrote "Black Iron Blades" quality question mark down on a little piece of scrap paper. <laughs> you can tell that it's starting to work for the people of Bryn Shander. That your charismatic attitude might be just enough to change some attitudes around here. I'm as subtle as a hammer. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so if there's, unless there's anything else. Um, I mean, what kind of other things would she have? Um, basic general store items. Uh, let me pull it up here. Anything from, um, oh, 
paper here that has all the different things. Uh, so um, it would have anything from priest packs, explorer packs, um, dungeoneer packs, uh, some basic rations, uh, some rope, uh, kindling, tinder, uh, you know, just the general things. Uh, you can even find some tools. Uh, there could be a cheap three thieves tools kit for 30 gold pieces if uh, you're looking. I've already got some thieves tools. Um, yeah, I think I'm good with what I've got. Okay. Anyone else? No, I'm 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 back to being broke after buying that healing potion. <laughs> I'm also broke. It's all good. I grabbed the other healing potions. We're okay. All right. So, so we have four in our possession now. So Devessa, go ahead. I was just gonna say I would rather you guys hold on to those, and I mean if we have extra, then I'll take one too. But just so y'all have something while y'all are in the thick of it. Um. Let me see. I will hand one to Torval, and I'll hand one to um, Tobias, so both of you can have one. Oh, I have healing. That does make sense, though. <laughs> and that'll leave me with one. Fantastic. Because we want Tobias Big Boy to hold himself up hey, if Tobias, he steps away. <laughs> I am the smallest of the group, yet the largest of the group. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. So are we ready to start heading the long journey towards Lonelywood? Sure. Uh, by chance, have we leveled up in the encounters in the Southwest complete? Uh, let me look at this, actually. I think you have, actually. Uh, one, two, three. Yes, you have. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. You have leveled yes. up. I am going to give us a quick pause to give you a few minutes to level up, and then we'll jump back into it. Sound good? Sweet. Perfect. All right. Welcome back as we have leveled up and we are starting to make our way back to Lonelywood uh, with Duvessa Shane, the human speaker from Rinshander. Um, I am going to roll my lovely things. Uh, is there anything that you guys would like to do at this moment? I can think of. Nope. Okay, perfect. All right, so as we're making our way to Brinch, or I'm, excuse me, uh, from Brinchander to Lonelywood, uh, we're going east towards, uh, um, excuse me, west towards Targos, uh, and then we're going to take a little detour up towards Tremelin to uh, Tremelaine to Lonelywood and as I'm doing that alright 
right. Uh, so it looks like that the first day uh, you guys are able to make it more than two thirds of the way there. You're just between Targos and Tremolaine. I'm going to move you on my map to here, uh, to where you guys are. Um, you are caught up in a uh, blizzard, one of the many blizzards that keep happening in this area. Uh, the blizzard is picking up, um, and it is obscuring vision from 60 feet to 30 feet. Uh, Duvessa, Shane, and you are all on Axe Beak, so you do not lose technically speed. So you're able to travel. However, you need to travel in a way that's um, you're not losing sight of each other. How would you like to go about that? I'll mm. cast my cantrip light and... Uh light up somebody and let them lead the way who would like actually that's a great uh point who uh would like to be up front i imagine uh duvessa shane would probably be leading this caravan uh going about uh uh in kind of a uh, leader-esque way uh who would like to be following directly behind Torvoral would probably be behind since he was the one that was specifically asked, correct? I mean, yeah, that... I'll be right behind. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll, the... I'll cast up my cast I'll, uh, I'll take the rear. Okay. Uh, not in the middle. Sounds All good right. with me. So we go Duvessa, uh, Torvoral, Idana, Tobias. Uh, I need all three of you to make me a perception check. 22. 17. 21. Nice rolls, everybody. Ah. Very good. All right. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you are um, able to notice every one of you a looming dark shadow that seems to be off in the distance to the east following you. It is a very large shadow. The blizzard is starting to pick up. You're not able to see past 30 feet. You could probably tell this shadow is... Um, 35 feet away. That's close. That's, That's actually very really close. close. That is uh, my movement speed. Is it windy, windy? It is very windy. It's hard to see. Things are very can much obscured. I, uh, can I scream out at Shadow in Giant? Whether it frightens it away or brings it in or something. If you would like to scream out, that is entirely up to you. I mean, uh, what, what are you screaming out? How big is the shadow? Let's go with that first. Like, so you can see the shadow. How big is the shadow? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I gotta check, uh, because in my head, it's a huge, huge, enormous shadow. Uh, but uh, according to D&D, 
make sure I'm quoting this right as I scroll down. What does the Dear Monster Manual say? It is a, uh, a large <laughs> shadow. Uh, in the sense of large as in creature-sized shadow. Hey. I just, I yell out in, in giant, um, hello. There is no answer. The shadow steps into the very windy scenery disappearing. Make me Guys, a perception check. Guys, it doesn't speak giant, whatever it is. 18. That's a little worrisome. Only a few large things on the road. Not this Nat one, I've got snow in my face. 21 again. Tor roll. Everyone else sees the shadow disappear as it goes into the crowd ex or into the clouds except you. You see that it stays at a distance, but still follows. Um, you are able to make it another hour. This shadow is not following us. Could see it off in the distance. Oh, it's still following. I I thought it left. It's being more wary now, but it it is still following. Okay, that's that's worrisome. Uh, if you would like to place your uh, tokens at the bottom of the screen, we can. Begin the fun. <laughs> Bottom, please. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I I'm gonna was. cheat to see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a good chance that I'm looking at it. I need to switch this. Whew, I almost gave away my secrets, guys. That looks better. Very much better. All right. So, as you're starting to make your way up, your axe beaks start to act very scared, very timid. Uh, they're on edge. They keep jumping at the slightest move. You cannot see more than 30 feet in front of you despite the clarity of my map. Um, how would you like to proceed and in what order? Follow suit. Aye, if they're doing it, I'm gonna trust them. Okay. I don't trust things other than my own two legs much, anyways. I need a perception check. Let's see if we get 21 again. What do you think? <laughs> no. 
23 this time. <laughs> 10 for me. 11. Adana. Northwest. Something catches your eye. Torgrel. Northeast. Something catches your eyes, but you're not able to make it out. Things go back to the obscurity of the blizzard. I would be like right here. Yes, you are able to tie your axe beak safely to the tree. It is free. You said like over here-ish? Or would it be over here-ish? That's where I saw the movement. Even higher to the north. To like up here? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a little more than the 30 feet, but for the sake of the story, you're catching on. Yeah, I had a good enough perception. How would you All like right. to continue and in what order? I am not very sneaky. Um, if we just want to go in and fight, that sounds good to me. But if we want to try and be sneaky about it, uh, I, I don't know. That's more of my wheelhouse. If you want me to go ahead and relay back to you what's going on. Whatever you're saying seems to be sneaky as well, though. So need to be careful. I can be careful. And I mean, if something happens, you'll hear it happen. Roll me a perception check. Me? Again? Uh, all three of you. I have things moving in the background. Uh, things oh just moved again uh, in the blizzard, so I need another perception check from all three. Uh, I see Tobias with a five. I got a 19 again. A 17. 19 and then we got a 17. Okay. You notice that to the north, from east to west, a very large shadow scattered across. You can tell it's getting closer. I think they know we're here. I don't know that Sneakin's going to do us any good at this point. I don't think so. Should we just move forward? Let's move forward. And as we say that, I am going to slap my good old buddy Tobias on the ass and cast Shield of Faith on him. So you got nice. plus two bonus. <laughs> How long? Ten minutes. Nice. It is concentration, but um, there you go. Well, being as I slapped on the ass, I assume I'm the one charging in, so uh, <laughs> I just start kind of like hopping through the snow with my great sword out. Perfect. I will quickly change the dagger into that short sword. Alright. Follow not, like, probably about ten feet behind is where I'd but, uh, Pause where you are. Look at me, monsters in the snow. I'm just a lonely fat man. And at that Boy. moment is when you start to see to the west a very large shadow 
come from the obscurity of the blizzard snow into, into range of sight where you are able to see a large yeti standing very much before you noticing you standing there cold uh, not very much paying attention to any of your companions as they look hungry at you Tobias just uh wave at him hi <laughs> <laughs> oh god let's roll initiative <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna roll above single digits this time for my initiative. I know it. I roll on that one. <laughs> I got six. Ooh, roll that crit. Uh, wait. Who got the crit? Tobias. Okay, good. Twenty-six my initiative. Okay. I mean, I also got a crit, but it was not a good crit. <laughs> the, the other kind of crit. The, kind of the crit bad crit. How is it that Torvalds got a two? That doesn't make sense. Uh, I got a 16, right? Yeah. yeah. He might be doubled on the map somewhere that you can't see. Yeah, that could be it. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I got you. It's showing me 16, so... There yeah, go. I'm seeing the 16. I had a double. There was too many Torvarils. We had a mirror in... Uh, what do you call it? You, Cast mirror image. You are secretly a trickster cleric, and you didn't <laughs> even know it. I am. Oh, duplicity. Oh, There's so right. much trickery that I know my own, uh, my own class. <laughs> Tobias, you see this giant yeti standing before you, uh, hungrily licking its uh, maw as it comes towards you. What are you going to do? I'd uh, like to bonus action uh, giant's might. I'm going to grow in size and uh, stare this thing down eyeball to eyeball like you're not that big. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, doing what you do. Giant's might. Uh, you get big. Are you moving anywhere? Oh yeah, I'll move right up in between him. Let's go. Perfect. Alright. That brings us to the Yeti's turn. Uh, who's going to close the distance on you, Tobias. Uh, move forward and... Oh, that's such a creepy picture when it pulls up close. Excuse me, my uh, little Tony was giving me the wrong character sheet. I want to be able to attack from it. I would like this Yeti to be a mean Yeti, not just one for it. Oh. <laughs> I gotta shut up sometimes because this thing is beautifully powerful. Alright, uh, does an 18 hit? No. Oh, it doesn't? Dang it. Alright, uh... Because I had a 17 plus my plus 2 AC from Show to Faith. Yeah. Faith, Faith, uh, yeah. So I got an 18 and a 15, which made me so excited for this Yeti, and yet you're crumbling my plans. <laughs> Fair enough, Tobias. 
I look back at Torvo and give him a thumbs up. That's a shield of faith. <laughs> Saved you this time. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, that changes some things for me. I'm going to have to start thinking outside the box. Torvoral, uh, <laughs> you see that this Yeti wasn't able to hit him. Uh, what are you doing at this moment? I am going to... Actually, let me see. Where What's this distance here? 25 feet from him? Cool. I'm actually going to stay right where I'm at and uh, just toll the dead. Which I can't find on my spellcasting sheet. Why can't I find my, my spellcasting sheet? Hmm. Well, I can... That's what I'm doing. Uh, it's a DC 15 um, wisdom saving throw. Okay. I can do that. Come on. DC 15 wisdom saving throw. Ha ha! I got a 16. Oh. Nothing happens in. Alright. Uh, does that end your turn? It does in my turn. Uh, that... <laughs> okay. What would you so, like to do? Let me move myself. 5, 10, 15, 20. 25. Put myself right there. And I'm going to throw one of my two regular daggers at this creature. Okay. 20. Will that hit? Uh, yes. Cool. So, since I am right next to my buddy, I get that sneak attack damage. So that's 5 plus the 6. So quick 11 damage, alright. And I will end my turn there. Alrighty. And that brings us back to the top uh, to Tobias, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I'm not skipping anyone. Tobias, uh, you are standing, uh, <coughs> excuse me, toe to toe with a yeti. Uh, both of you are large in size. Uh, what would you like to do? Smack this yeti. <laughs> All right, smack this yeti. Let's do it. Thirteen. I imagine it not hit. Does. No, it does hit. It does. That hits? Yes. The Yeti does not have any armor. Uh, 11 damage. Okay. Uh, the Yeti's still looking okay. Uh, at this moment, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is the Yeti's turn. Ooh. Seeing how you are standing toe-to-toe with it, Tobias. It's going to chilling 
almost said chilling glaze you. Uh, chilling gaze you. Uh, Turn you into a donut. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to serve you over as a uh, nice pork chop <laughs> with a nice glaze. Uh, so what we're doing is that the Yeti is going to target you, Tobias. Um, okay. I need a DC 13 constitution save or you're going to take uh, 3d6 cold damage or be par and be paralyzed for one minute unless you're immune to cold damage yeah. oh nice uh, it looks like you do not take any half damage so you are good to go The you are able to stare this yeti down uh as it gives you its kind of uh, animalistic uh, stare and roar. Uh, not roar, but glare. You stare it down without a flinch. Uh, I'm going to growl back at it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and you know what? We'll do it. Come here. Come on. White dragon's loose now. <laughs> and that is when you see the second large shadow start to emerge from the obscurity of the blizzard as it starts to move forward you see a second yeti moving towards you as it's starting to come towards you Tobias uh, that brings us to Torvrol with the 16 on the initiative Right. So we are emboldening, bonding, emboldening, bonding. <laughs> um, both of you guys up there. So as long as you are within thirty feet of each other, you get the D four. Wait. And then Sweet. bonus action. Um, let's drop. Uh, I think it's not going to be my Glock anymore, and that makes me a little bit sad. But let's drop some scales on this dude's head. Casting a spiritual weapon. Perfect. Yes, unfortunately, it is the the Glock is no more. I was able to token the scales of justice for you. <laughs> uh, do so you have to... ability to move it? You should. Yes. And I'm gonna drop it right on him and get an attack with that. So that will be. Uh. Yes, twenty-one, 21 does hit. hit. Yep. And 13 force damage. Nice. Okay. Let me check something really quick. They're immune to force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was double checking. No, you are good to go. Uh, it takes all of the damage. And that'll do it for my turn. All right. Next up comes to wait. Idana. Idana, what? Tobias, I'm sorry. I have you double. There we go. Idana, please. Coming up in the rear. I am going to throw my other normal dagger at the same one that I threw it at earlier. Alright. 
Nine. <laughs> that misses. You can do have a D4. Oh, I do have a D4. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try that. I'll roll a D4. Two. Eleven. Doesn't hit. I'm sorry. So, yes, you are able to whip that dagger, but it does not hit. And I'll just kind of growl in frustration. <laughs> Bringing us back to the top of the turn order, Tobias. You are currently Imano uh, Imano with this Yeti. Something that not too many people have really done in their lives. You uh, grew to the challenge. What are you? Uh, what are you gonna do? Just looking at this Yeti, like you ain't shit, bro. I'm, I'm hitting him again. Twelve hits. But that hits. Oh, yeah, roll a four then. Uh, and that's eight damage. You have mortaled this Yeti. It is bloody yeah it's mortaled uh, and I will bonus action action to hit this yeti again so bam bam <laughs> a 10 does not hit unfortunately let me roll my d4 roll that d4 a 2 well, same thing as me a 12 12 hits oh no you had you had a 12 i had the 11 you had the 11 and a 12 hits uh 11 damage you kill this yeti how do you do it uh so like the first hit kind of like hits him in the midsection and by his rib cage slide it out and then just flop off the head. <laughs> and then I, I just let out this, like, bestial roar at this other Yeti. Like, come on, bro. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's pretty brutal, and I love it. Uh, Alright. Uh, that brings us to the Yeti's turn. He's going to mad dash towards you, Tobias, seeing that you have killed its mate. Uh... And it's going to attack a 16. I hit. What about a 21? That does it. Yes. Okay, give me one second as I'm rolling this out. That's 13 damage. Bias as you take that 13 damage you, this uh, yeti roars out to you uh, as it's uh, screaming out that brings us to Torvril alright we'll uh, give it first a whack with, uh, with our scales here so that's going to be a 19 to hit hits and do 10 force damage and then for my normal action, I will toll the dead, which I still don't know why that's not like listed as on my thing. Yeah, I'm not sure why either. But it's a DC 15 spell saving throw or wisdom saving throw. 
I got a 19. Hey. Rolling no dead. These are some smart yetis. <laughs> They're rolling good. The favor is in my dice tonight. All right. Uh, does that end your turn? It does. Idana. Okay. Seeing as my last dagger didn't hit, I'm going to just go straight up to him and pull out that short sword that I had transformed earlier and slash at it with the icy short sword. Eight. Misses. No. Super no. But I can try that d4. No. Another 11. Yep, sorry, the 11 does not hit. And I am going to use my bonus action and back up right back to where I was. Okay. In frustration. And, that and that's brings... the end of my turn. Fantastic. That brings us back to the top of the turn order with Tobias. I just look up at Getty and like, I killed your mate. Step up to me. I smack him with a pistol. <laughs> the eleven does not hit. Thirteen hit. Thirteen does hit. Lovely. Seven. Oh, just because I'm just because I'm upset at Getty. Invoke my fire and do extra two d six fire damage. I can put that in chat. Okay. V6 fire damage, and it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. That is 11 fire damage. It has to. If it rolled in the 8 on its strength, that is not going to. Eight plus my frenzy plus my constitution. Thirteen. No. Okay, Before so trained. And then it just and takes the eleven damage. Take eleven damage, um, and then at the start of your turn, it takes an additional six damage. Okay. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, I think it's, uh, let's see here. Uh, the Yeti's gone. Is it the Yeti's turn, right? Yep. Uh, so that would be the 2d6 damage coming up. So and that's six the more six. damage. Okay. Um, and then it can try and succeed again, break free. That's a 22. It definitely breaks free now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, then it gets one more thing, and that's going to use its... Yeah, we're going to use its claw. It's pissed off. That's an 18. Does not hit. God damn it. I forget that that extra too. I'm, I'm so hopeful for these, but I forget about that extra slap on the ass to give you the, for the boost. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. 
uh, this encounter is going south super quick. And how would you like to end it? <laughs> uh, spiritual weapon. Yeah. 21 to hit. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, six force damage. Awesome. It is Diesel now mortaled. Okay. This is how we're going to end this shit. Toll the god dang dead. <laughs> Wisdom saving throw. All right. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Do not. Do not. I got a 14. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So that's a D12. I'm working on trying to figure out how to make this, like, work. Oh, three damage. Perfect. <laughs> okay, that's fair. He's not quite told dead. Love it. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's nothing else on that told the dead. Okay, um, does that bring us back to the top of the turn order? No, we done it. Come on, vampire. The best for last. Hey, I'm jumping at this thing and I'm gonna just try and bite it. <laughs> 24 oh, my goodness are you serious yeah of course that hits bring it on baby 7 damage yeah you drain the life from it that's it cool you sound so happy about it heck yeah <laughs> it just makes me laugh because you're like yeah 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 we want these encounters and in my head I'm just like no you guys don't these encounters are so tough. No, nothing. Not even phasing you guys. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're able to burn through these yetis. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, anything else you guys want to do before you start heading, uh, continuing through towards Lonely Wood? Yeah, I want to skin these yetis. Yeah. Oh, nice. Can I scan the area and see if they have, like, some sort of nest or trove or whatever of things they might have stolen from people they've killed? Uh, yes and yes. Uh, so, uh, you can make me a perception. Uh, you know what? Let's do... If you're going to scan the area, let's do an investigation. And if you're skinning, let's do a strength. I will assist you in this investigation. Okay, good, because I need that. <laughs> that was a three. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to make another roll to have it be advantage, or just have him roll? Ooh. <laughs> that lot of good that did us. After I get done skinning these yetis, I uh, I look up to see what they're looking at, what they're trying to look at, and I also throw them an investigation. Oh god. <laughs> the snow is making it hard to look around. Hmm. I'm Just rolling can't seem something. To find here. Anything. Let me see here. Let me roll a D one hundred. Oh dear. Alright. That works. So yes, uh you notice that to the north, uh as you follow some footprints, assuming that you follow some footprints back to kind of a little area where these yetis are uh you do find some things you find uh 
12 gold pieces as well Boy. as a roll on the magic item table. What? No. Oh. Like you need to roll some stuff beforehand so it's not breaking your game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just, it's kind of what makes the D&D &D thing fun is just to roll from Roll20's, like, uh, magic item list. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's great, because it makes the game just like, oh yeah, that's great. Uh, I don't know what you guys will do with this one, but it just makes me laugh, because I thought it was bad for a second, and then I was just like, there's nowhere for you to go. Uh, winged Boots. Uh, so that allows you to fly up to your oh. movement speed. But in the blizzard or this kind of area, it doesn't really do too much for you. <laughs> I mean, you can traverse the area, I guess, better if you're flying. But in the, in the sense that uh, <laughs> it's not going to do too much in a blizzard or uh, in a tavern, I guess, right now. Wow. I I would not want to be anywhere near the sky. The ground is where I like to stay. Those are for someone else. I look at Adana and I go, vampires are supposed to fly, right? Just chuck the boots at her. I'll catch the boots. I mean, not necessarily a vampire, but I'm pretty close. Flying Dampire. I love it. <laughs> that Dampire's flying again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Gone done and sucked the blood out of all my sheep. All right. Let's bring you guys into Lonelywood as I scroll up. Hopefully finding the map. Whatever. Alright, well, I'm just going to do this then. Uh, I'll bring you to a tavern. Uh, if you would like to place your tokens inside the tavern, I'll just set the scene here as I'm loading things up. On my end... Massive empty. Say that again? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll blow you guys up a little bit. Sorry. Everyone's, everyone else's model is massive. <laughs> of course. Of course. Roll 20. <laughs> there we go. Now you can interact with the environment. Give me one second as I'm loading up uh, some more of this information here. Okay, so uh, as you come into what is known as the uh, White Wolf uh, Tavern, Uvesha Shane uh, walks in, uh, opens the door for you, uh, 
and to set the scene, the tavern is arranged in a way that seems like it's set aside for some meetings. You can see some of the tables pressed off to the side with the chairs. Uh, some uh, patrons are now adorning some of the stools that are sitting against the wall. Uh, there is a few uh, tables and stools kind of adorning the bar table uh, or uh, um, where the uh, barkeep would serve their drinks. Um, however, uh, most of everything has been kind of cleared to the side to s make room uh, for a large crowd. In this tavern sits, uh, besides you three um, and uh, Duvesa, about nine other people, um, all in this area as they're kind of conversing, talking, going about. Uh, Duvesa looks at you, Torvarol, and says, well, I, you know, there are so many ideals and um, plans here. Please keep a close eye to make sure no one's up to anything. Uh, <laughs> um... In bad taste, I suppose. Aye, that I can do. But first things first, need a little bit of lubrication on the lips. That helps me uh, perceive what's going on a little bit more, get more of a clarity to the situation. Yeah, uh, like a, look at Torvon go, I like your, I like your idea. And I go to the barkeep to buy a smell. I want to go with them because I specifically want to ask the barkeep something. Yeah. Uh, the barkeep is Yun, a middle-aged human uh, uh, kind of who I guess would have darker hair, uh, a little bit of thin uh, well, how would you call it? The mustache is real thin around the, uh, the top upper lip um, and a little bit of soul patch, but that is worn out and thin as well um, as they look at you and they uh, say, Oh, yes. What can I get for you? Uh, oh, we need two ales. Well, actually, I feel bad. Idana, do you uh, do you need an ale as well? Um, sure. I'll I'll take one. Three ales. All coming. Good meat. Good meat. over here. Okay. Perfect. I can give you. Uh, you said three. Three, yes, that's correct. Uh, he lines up three mugs, uh, pours out uh, the L into each one of them, and slides them to each one of you. Say, Yoon, I have a question for you. You, you look seem like a sensible barkeep. They're able to keep a good eye on their tavern. Is that correct? I mean, I'm here yeah, just because the other one wasn't able to do his job and he died, but. Uh, yes, I've, so far I've done a pretty good job. The other one? Who, who's this other one? Well, Bandicera, uh, he used to run this, uh, area, but, um, between me and you, he had a run-in with a white wolf. Is that where the name comes from, then? <laughs> Indeed. I thought so, it was only proper. I, I, there is a certain sense of uh, dramatic irony there that 
is, is I like it. I like it. Yes. My question for you, since you've been serving these lovely patrons in here, have any of them seemed to be at odds with one each other? Or like specifically, not just more than just bristling, but two that seem like they might really have a doubt for each other, a vendetta, if you will. Uh, yes. Oh, there it is. Yes. Uh, he looks at you and he kind of rolls his eyes a bit and says, well, between me and you, the, since the speakers have gotten here, there's been quite the contention that's happened around here. Um, most have attributed it to it to the uh, well, the the different things that have been going around ten towns. I don't know if you'd call it the murders, or I don't know if you would call it the simple things that happen town by town to keep the locals busy, but. Um, between me and you, Aureus from Tremelin seems to be uh, very much in it for Nerith from Targos. He seems to be wanting to uh, get rid of his, uh, get rid of uh, Nerith to make way for maybe his own. Uh, person I think okay. this kind of politics runs uh, in any of the big towns though between me and you no, I, d I hate politics <laughs> that's the reason that I'm up here in 10 towns in the first place well thank you for your uh, for your advice and uh, as pay for the L I'll tip him uh, a little bit extra uh, he will take it and gladly smile as he goes and tries to treat some of the other speakers um, as they are all filtering into the White Wolf Inn. Um, hold on one second as I load this up. Nope. <laughs> all right. Um, in the crowd comes up to you uh, Torbril um, a lovely uh, oh halfling uh, with dark um, brown hair um, and very fine skin comes up to you um, and smiles and says oh would you be Torvril. Aye, that's I would. What what might be your name? Well, um, my name's Nimsy Huddle, and I happen to be the speaker here at uh, Lonelywood, and I'm hoping that uh, before we start things up, you might be able to say a few things to help uh, maybe some of the speakers remember to keep the peace and not get too uh, vocal. Of course, of course, I'd be happy to. <clears throat> Speakers, gather around. Uh, I need you to listen to me real quick. They all kind of uh, shake a little bit and look at you and start to huddle around. My name is Torbel Kraken, and I'm not here for any of your shit. If you start some shit, you're going outside, and we'll make up your mind for you. You get me? Hey look at each other make me a uh, intimidation check please 
Oh no. I'm better at persuasion. This should have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd my character sheet go? I lost it. Uh, oh, there it is. Sorry. Intimidation. Twelve. <laughs> Not very intimidating. Not super intimidating, but it gets the point across. They, uh, I think, the, for the most part, the speakers realize that you are here to keep the peace, and that the bickering and um, basic uh, arguments shall remain civil. Um, the halfling looks at you, Idana and Tobias, and uh, opens up their. Uh, I don't know, cloak um, of sorts, uh, their, their, their cold weather clothing uh, coat, and um, they have what looks like gingerbread cookies, halfling gingerbread cookies made as they smile and uh, set them all down in front of you and say, um, <laughs> please help yourself. Uh, thank you. Um... I'd say I've had one of these for quite some time. Can I look at these cookies and see how they are, like, craftsmanship-wise? Uh, yes. Uh, he's from a stranger. Let me see. Uh, I guess it would be a... Yeah, just give me a, an investigation or a perception check. It's nothing too crazy. To see if what kind of material to see if they're good cookies or not. Thirty nice. twenty. Uh, yes, they are uh, cooked very well to a high degree. Uh, I will yeah. start munching on a cookie then. Uh, yes, you can. As you're munching, you can tell that it's made with a lot of care, a lot of love. Uh, um. Yeah. These are like, wonderful cookies. Thank you. <laughs> I grab like four of them and like shove them into my mouth. She smiles and she says, "You guys eat them like all my, my, my two little ones at home. I haven't had. Um, well, we don't often have a chance to eat like this, so it's 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 good for me to to prepare certain foods and stuff like this for Lonely Wood to have." Um, an opportunity to give back to the patrons of Ten Towns and all that they do. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy them. It's an old family recipe. Well, um, thank, thank you for sharing. Mimsy. Uh-huh. Yes? Well, while my friends are partaking here, um, we've, you know, been dragged out here, and, you know, we know our reasons for coming out here. But I'd like to know what your take is on this meeting coming here. Yes, um, well, between me and you, uh, I'm just the speaker of Lonelywood, and there's not much that happens this far north, uh, especially on the Mare Dolden, but, um, ever since the lake monster happened with Bremen and the murders, we've just been losing a lot of people lately, and be honest with you i think people are just really scared and maybe doubting the children of oriel 
I just I chime in. Excuse me. You say the lake monster? Well, yeah, the mayor, Dwalden, uh, and Bremen, the 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 lake monster that can speak. How big is this lake monster? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, you you I mean, Dorbrol. <laughs> I can't say the name after I've had a shot. Uh, Dorbrol. <laughs> Dorbolgrol is who you would need to ans- uh, talk to the Bremen town speaker, the very old dwarf. Uh, he could probably tell you more. Where is he? Um, she points to uh, this gentleman kind of sitting by his lonesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like, can see that. I, like move, I move faster than I've ever moved before, like through this end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because of the uh, the sea creature, you're just like this is something I need. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, uh, tell me, uh, what do you say to Dorbol Grol? Dorbol, I like, like smack him on his shoulder. I like twist him around. I'm like, Lake Monster. What is it? How far away? He looks at you and says. Um, Ah, oh, <laughs> Tobias, I didn't think you would be here. Well, to be honest with you, it's over there in Bremen on the Mer de Londe. Hold on. Can it's... I catch it? Well, good luck if you're going to catch it. That creature has been taking out lots of different ships. Uh, no one's been able to land. It's it's been uh, it's been in an interesting situation. All of our fishing's gone out the window. We've had to settle for imports. I just look at my companions and I'm like, "Okay, the first chance we get, free, we're gonna go catch this lake." Mo- I mean, if you'd like to, sure. Great. Okay. Round of ales for everyone in the tavern. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. So with that news, you are so excited to uh, to be on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you give everyone their uh, their round of ales. <laughs> uh, little did I know this little rumor would cause such a such an uproar and i love it uh uh and uh yeah everyone gets their drink uh whoever's drinking give me a constitution uh excuse me a constitution check to see how the alcohol sits before we get into the debate saving throw this would be a constitution saving throw 19 i'm that's fine that one might be might be hammered that one Donna, this is not sitting great for you. I'm sorry. You are uh, (laughs) a little tipsy. Little tipsy. You're feeling it. It's uh, it's some good stuff, and it's hitting you hard. And you feel, you feel like you might need to dance, but you're able to to reserve yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm gonna grab a handful of those cookies and just start munching on them some more. 
excellent idea. Ninzy Huddle would love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking over everything here. Torvril, you said your piece. You said everyone, uh, remind me, what it was it? Everyone keep your peace. Uh, don't get out of hand or I'm going to bonk you, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dorbul... <laughs> I can't say this name. Dorbulgarol, uh steps forward. Uh, and he had... Uh, looked at you, uh, Tobias, and, and Torvril, and kind of nods his head and says, We... Because... Of, uh, well, how many more, more, how many more murders are we going to have to deal with until we get this, uh, taken care of? And then he goes and sits back down. Uh, with that, a, um, halfling, uh, the halfling Nimsy huddle steps up and says uh well i i feel like maybe this is because people aren't sacrificing enough um i mean lonelywood has only really sacrificed heat and food but i mean we can we can do more for the lottery i i, I feel like there's maybe something i can ask the people to do more of um and with that, some of the speakers nod to themselves. They talk amongst themselves. Duvessa uh, Shane, who you came in with, is even um, nodding along, thinking that, oh, yeah, maybe there is a little bit more that you can uh, get along with. Um, there seems to be, uh, from Targos, uh, Nerith seems to be, uh, he is a... Uh, human uh, about middle-aged blonde hair blue eyed uh, that stands up and looks at the crowd of people and says you know the children of Oru have said that if we were to maintain the human sacrifices these kinds of things would not keep happening so maybe that is the answer Maybe we all just to give in to the will of the children of Oral and realize that sacrifice is sacrifice and we all become uh, on the same page. And with that, some more of the uh, speakers start to argue and uh, they get a little bit uh, rowdy. Uh, they start to, um, I don't know. I would, I guess, I would say that the alcohol has now started to take effect. Um, Torvril, now would be a good time to uh, kind of reintroduce some intimidation. Uh, maybe let them know that you're here to keep the peace. A cast thaumaturgy, raising my voice, and I'm throw it up. Just yell at him. Perfect. 
as you scream, shut up, to these people, they get a little bit more quieter as uh, Nimsy Huddle uh, steps forward and says, well, I mean, how, how could Lonelywood even d handle a, a, a lottery? I mean, we're... <sighs> We're, we're 2,500. We could, we could barely even sustain any sort of sacrifice as such. Um, and with that, Idana, give me a uh, perception check. Eight. Hmm. You are uncomfortable right now that's all i'll okay. give you with a perception check you are very uncomfortable right now uh nimsy uh speaks out again uh calling to the speakers uh and standing kind of by you uh torveril uh to try to use you as a way of getting a little bit of leverage on this crowd i hold I just on. hold on listen I think something that could help us all out here. We're going to go one by one and talk. But when we talk, we're going to speak our truths. And I cast a zone of truth. Boy. We're going to make this shit real. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, charisma. I'll roll that since I am in the zone. Holy shit. Fifteen, I save. Congratulations. I was not expecting everyone to get real, uh, but we about to get real. <laughs> also, like, everybody, every creature in here needs to make your saving throw, and I do not save, but that doesn't bother me much. Well, it's a 15-foot radius. Yeah, so every, like, <laughs> 30 feet over here, um, if you are, I guess, maybe at the corner of the bar, you wouldn't be in it, but I'm assuming that... Um, all these speakers are within 30 feet of each other. Yes, and all the speakers are going to fail. They're not the most... Uh, <laughs> I mean, their char charisma are high, but for the sake of the story, I'm not going to have them... Uh, I'm not going to roll 10 individual uh, charisma checks. Yeah, that's just a lot of dice. A lot of nitpicking for things that... Uh, won't necessarily matter because I get what you're trying to do, and I think that's a great idea. All right. So you basically tell everyone this is the moment of truth, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, is there anyone particular you want to give the floor to since you have this moment where you take over? Uh, I don't want to say the uh, the not necessarily debate, but the uh, uh, conversation that is happening amongst all the townspeople. I think you said it was Orias that was per, like all in favor of implementing the uh, uh, lottery everywhere. Yes, Orias. Yes. From all right. Can you tell us what what makes you believe that implementing the Lottery everywhere is going to actually solve this problem. Well, 
to be completely honest, it's because of our visitors that came through claiming that if we weren't uh, susceptible to Oriel's true sacrifices, that we would not be as prosperous in the forever winter. Um, Vernus and Ravison were the ones that taught us the ways. Vernus and Ravison? Ravison. Human sacrifices are what appeases the Frost Maiden. The fact that some of us choose not to, I feel, explains why these murders keep happening. Are you in the lottery? Of course. All of us must be in the lottery. That's the only way that we keep the peace around here. All are subject to the lottery. Uh, and that... Um, give me a... Perception check. No insight? Uh, yeah, you know what? An insight would be great. Yeah, actually, an insight would be even better. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes an insight. Cool. You know with your insight that people have bribed themselves, or uh, bribed out of the lottery. That that seems to be kind of the big issue with the lottery, or that the people with power seem to get out of the lottery, while the poor people seem to stay in the lottery, making it very uh, uh, unfair. So, Orias, you're telling me that you have never worked your way out of the lottery and made it so maybe your name wouldn't get drawn. Okay, I'm looking at the spell above me right now. Give me one second. The Zone of Truth spell. He has to say the truth cannot deliberately lie. They can speak like uh, a fairy, though, and like not give direct truths, if that makes sense. Yes. You can dance around it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bottom line. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of truth. Yep. Much more eloquent than me. He says... I would never put myself in that kind of situation to where people could think that is what I would do. So, I was looking more for a yes or a no. Have you or have you not bribed your way out of the lottery? He looks back and forth uh, against the other speakers and says, Well, did I just... I think Speaker Orion Because the, speak <laughs> the zone of truth, he's going to say yes, he's bribed himself out of the lottery before. The, this is the problem with all you fuckers. The lottery is a great idea for prison Oriol. Well, I mean, if that's what you believe. But if it's not fair, Oriol will never be pleased. This is what I propose. Not per town, but per the entire ten towns, is under one rule and one person who cannot be bribed, and they will conduct the lottery. 
That way, the smaller, less populous towns don't take an unfair hit, and fuckers like you don't get to kill little children because their mamas can't afford to pay their way out. He looks at you, uh, and a little bit astonished, but he says, But who else would do what I do? My god, anybody. <laughs> you think you're some special shit, you are not. I... <laughs> you put him in a, a pretty good position with this zone of truth thing. I can't, I can't, like, I want to BS you in in the sake of role-playing, but I can't. So you, <laughs> so you definitely have him in a corner to where he's vulnerable, he's open, he's willing to admit to you that what he's done is wrong, but he's not willing to admit that he is wrong. That right. he's only survived the situation, I guess, is a good way to put it. Because of Zone of Truth, you basically <laughs> you basically beat down all the BS that's happening with the people around you. Um, but or sorry. Go ahead. But Aureus, I single you out, but I know that you're not the only one. And I'm going to take like a slow look around the room. There are others in this room, who I'm looking at right now, who've done the same despicable things that you have. Either the lottery is for everyone or it's for no one. And that's the end of it. Idana, roll me another perception check. 21. There you go. Idana, as you look about the crowd... You see that same silhouette that you saw at the campsite. Mm -hmm. Except that silhouette now starts to appear. Um, you see a fur sh shawl over the shoulders of a matted haired, very uh, of uh, matted hair that's um, light brown the eyes are glowing blue uh, the lips are ice blue purplish almost as if they have zero heat the skin color is pale as can be as you where lock... is this standing it is sitting amongst the crowd Okay. And as you lock eyes with this creature, it acknowledges you and slowly turns its gauge, gaze and points to Nimsy Huddle. At this moment, you are completely enraged. Okay. All right. Uh... And I will say, uh, with that, Torvrol, you were able to reach across a handful of speakers. <laughs> you were able to tell a few speakers um, 
or I'm sorry, excuse me. You were able to get your point across to a, a few speakers to where the point uh, that there seems to be a unanimous uh, vote happening if all towns, despite class, despite rank in society, uh, will uh, do the lottery and not just some towns, not just some parts of the society, but everyone. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to add to this situation? Um, where is, is it Nimsy or Mimsy? Uh, Nimsy, uh, with an N, like in Nancy. Okay. Where is Nimsy standing? Okay. Gosh, she looks like a crackhead. Well, yeah, bad. that's the best, uh, picture I have for a halfling. Uh, I'm sorry that it is in the middle of a seance, so that's why it looks like a crackhead. <laughs> Quite the character token. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way over to Nimsy and just kind of stand there holding the cookie that she had baked, and just say, mm, "These are delicious cookies. Do you do you mind if I?" come over later and you can teach me how to make these uh i yeah actually um do you and your companions have a place to stay tonight uh this is just a tavern not an inn so uh i mean with all the help that you're doing you're more than welcome to stay at my house we we actually don't have a place to stay that would that would be quite generous of you to give something like that to us well of course I mean you have all done so much to try to help uh, keep the peace here I, I would love to, to, to open up my home as a speaker to all of you well uh, thank you um, after this meeting is over we'll just we'll just follow you home that's perfect um, just when you enter just Please be quiet for my two children. Uh, they sleep uh, right now that the maid is with them, and when I get home, I send her home. So as long as we're quiet. I'll, I'll make sure to see to it that the, the two men that I'm with are very quiet with their armor and their tools and whatnot. And I'm, I'm pretty good at staying quiet myself, so you don't need to worry about me. Oh, wonderful. Um, well, good. Well, once this vote is in, then I shall show you to where we'll be staying. I, I do have more cookies, seeing how that you liked them all. Ooh, that would be quite wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, she goes uh, and goes uh, to the area where they're putting in their votes, and she quickly uh, takes a piece of paper, quill, ink, and she starts to write down on a piece of paper before folding it up, putting it in a little bit of a bowl uh, that is full of paper that the others have done the exact same thing in. Uh, anyone else want to add anything in before we go to the next section? Uh, Torvald, Tobias? Didn't. 
drinking, thinking about catching sea creature. <laughs> thinking of catching your sea creature, just drinking it. Right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I have one final question for each of the ten of you. And I'm going to ask each of you individually, yes or no, so there's no fooling around funny business. Do you have any knowledge of these murders that have been happening that you have not shared that could lead to the stopping of these murders? And I'll ask each one of them that, like, directly to their face. And, I mean, we don't have to go through each of them saying, like, no, but if anybody has anything that's like, oh, yeah... I totally know exactly the cave you guys need to go to that has, you know, whatever evil spirit there. <laughs> uh, the only one that raises their hand or I guess uh, stands out in this uh, line of questioning is Edgra Dermot. Dermot. I'm, excuse me. Edgra Dermoot from Dugan's Hall. Didn't, don't we know somebody from Dugan's Hall? You do? Yeah, I, me. Does he uh, seem like he might, you know, have uh, his, his mother's also his sister going on? <laughs> Edgra <laughs> Dumert. Dumut. I can't even say it now. Because <laughs> the incest thing gets me laughing. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> Edgar. I hate my town. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar has some serious uh, uh, inbreeding issues that have uh, affected the uh, biology of this individual. Eyes are very wide apart. Um, if that, yeah, slow. Thirteen toes. Yep. Yeah, that's the good way to put it. They're just, they're just, uh, yeah, they're out of a storybook. Gura, um, you don't mind me asking, what is this knowledge that you haven't been sharing? Alright. Well, the best way I can tell you about it is that <laughs> there's a bit of a... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I'm composed. <laughs> I've tried my best not to just break up laughing here. Uh... <laughs> Damn it, Dale. I just, uh, I, this is I, all I gonna be this, fixed in post. I, I, I hear this voice from across the bar that I recognize. And I stand up and I walk over. And I just put my hand on Torval. Don't listen to this. Gee. That's all there. Tobias. Well, I hope that you'd come back home one day and make an honest woman out of me. 
You know why I left that town. I'm not coming back. Oh, you always dreamed big, didn't you? Not so much dreaming big, just so much as didn't like what I was surrounded by. Oh, I know it. You never let any of us uh, hear the end of it, too. But to be honest, the best thing I can tell you is that them murders happened because <laughs> because of someone with that uh, ice knife. I feel it was connected to Tolga. That blue-eyed individual. Blue-eyed individual is making a lot of trouble. And I tell you, wherever Tolga went and whoever cheated the lottery was dead the next day. So, <clears throat> ice knife, eh? Do you mean just a nice a knife made of ice? Yeah. So, like, if I went out and broke off an icicle, that would be a nice knife. Well, this one left shards. Shards. Hmm. Shards of ice that we assume was from some sort of ice blade, or ice knife, ice bag. Does that sound familiar to me at all? Like, would I connect that with Idana? Yes, you would. At this point, you are more or less being confirmed that uh, <laughs> this character uh, happened to know that Sefik was very much involved in the murders. Uh, you took yeah. out Sefik. However, what happens next is, uh, yeah, unfolding. I think, I think, uh, Tobias, that maybe we need to have a talk. Not, not here. I think you're right. All right. Um, anywhere particular that you guys are wanting to have the chat or just like I think we're wanting to pull Idana aside here like once this vote is done you know where there's not people because we don't want to like have her pull out the knife in front of everybody and then be all like them all be like oh she's the killer you know Right, that's smart. That's very smart. I just wanted to make sure I understood what was happening. Uh, as you approach Idana, you notice that her eyes are glowing blue, much like the sky above during the Aurora Borealis, unlike the natural uh, red, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they Looks usually like grow uh, glow red. Uh, however, they are now glowing blue, much like Sephix did. Thanks. So we're hey. gonna put her down, sir. Yeah, we're about to about to go murder our friend outside. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Will you, will you come with me and Tobias outside real quick? We had a, a couple of questions uh, about what just happened inside there, and I, we want to get your opinion. Um, sure, I suppose. The one thing I will be saying is be careful of how much meta-knowledge you're bringing to the table, how much you've heard compared to how much your characters would know. Right. Right. So, um, let's just go out away from prying ears. Doesn't matter where we go, you know, wherever. Idana, that knife you've been carrying, uh, we just, we, we heard from, uh, from, Inbred from my hometown. Yeah. Edgra. 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 That uh, a knife similar to yours, well, pretty much exactly like yours, has been implicated in all these murders that are going on. And your eyes are kind of blue right now. Are you feeling all right? I mean, I feel fine. I mean, it's, it's a formidable blade. It's been passed around between people, it seems. I picked it up from my old crewmate and yeah, I don't right see there. why it wouldn't get around I guess my concern is your crewmate's eyes are glowing blue and he was kind of kind of crazy there and now your eyes are glowing blue and I would, I'd hate to see you go crazy as well I mean I, I don't feel crazy no more than usual honestly I mean that that conversation in there was a little bit odd, to say the least. Um, some some people definitely are fudging some things, and I mean that's that's bringing some people into not very good circumstances, and I feel that's not very fair to people. There's, there's children and poor people and those that can't pay their way out of some things and I don't know, I feel like everyone should have a chance at what this is for Oril. So, I mean, two days ago, you were not of that opinion. There was somebody that was sacrificed to the town square and I wanted to go walk with it. And you thought it was a barbaric practice. And now you seem to think it's almost noble. I mean, having been here in this conversation and seeing how things actually work now, I, I understand how it how it should be. It makes sense. I, I didn't understand it before, but now I do. Wouldn't you say that that is an honest thing, to change one's opinion to something that is right? No, no, I mean, I suppose you're correct. Uh, it's good to hear all sides and then make an informed decision. Exactly. And that's that's what I've done. I feel that things have been out of step and should be changed. Mm. 
I guess we can see how the vote went to see if things have been changed. Well, they bloody better well have been. Man, I hate it because I have the answer in my fucking pocket. I got a <laughs> gift of Chewingas that I can cast a spell, a greater restoration right now, but I can't because my stupid character's dumb. <laughs> you just don't know quite what is happening, and that's what I love about this situation. Uh, all right, let's find out what happened with the vote. Well, shall we head back inside? It's pretty cold out here, and I don't want to catch a cold or anything unnecessary like that. Back on in. All right. So as you come back in, you see that the speakers of the Ten Towns have unanimously, uh, excuse me, unanimously, Unanimously. Yeah, I can't speak today. <laughs> Unanimously uh, come to the conclusion that all shall be brought into the lottery, despite uh, status, despite um, how big the town is, despite what the towns offer, all are included into the lottery. Mimsy Huddle looks terrified sad um, but is putting on a brave face as she sees you all come back inside um, and she walks to Idana and puts her arm around yours and says well uh, looks like we've uh, come to our decision it seems that uh, again everyone must uh, be uh, subject to the lottery. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just tough for people like us, you know, who are just barely uh, surviving. I mean, it's better to come to this conclusion than put too many more people at risk if you don't follow along with what the gods want. Yes. Wouldn't you say that's honorable? You're right, you're right. Uh, she looks at Tobias and Torvarol and say, Well, I I do have some more cookies at my house. Uh, should we go? I can uh, <clears throat> offer you at least a nice warm place to spend the night uh, before you have to uh, go about your travels the next day. That would be wonderful. I, I talked with her earlier, both Tobias and Torvarol. I talked with... Nimsy here, and she offered our, her home up to us. Oh, Nimsy, that's very kind of you, but we wouldn't want to put you out. We can get rooms here at the inn. It, it, they don't actually have rooms here, which is why she offered. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get it so that you would, like, really, like, try and force the issue that we need to stay with her. Damn it. <laughs> you don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lonelywood Lonely doesn't have too much to offer you guys. We get going then. It's probably starting to get late. We had quite a journey here. 
Yeah, thank thank you very much, uh, Nimsy. We'll we we'll, we'll take you up on the offer. Oh, okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, as Nimsy uh, takes uh, you in the other arm, uh, Torvaril, and starts leading you down the lane of uh, Lonely Wood. Um, let me bring you guys out to the map of Lonely Wood here. Oh, I guess that was the original idea, huh? <laughs> oh, tiny. Yep. Lonely Woods stands as it is. Um, not too much happening here in Lonely Wood. Uh, you know, there's about a hundred people all together in this little tiny town. Uh, mostly just uh, pine trees covered in snow. There's a little bit of the uh, lake shore of Mer dwelled on. Um, you can actually, uh, yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> I'll do this. Uh, Tobias, roll me a perception check. Because you share the same lake that Bremen shares. Yes. Yes, you rolled above <laughs> a 15. I love it. With a 19, Tobias, you can see a creature very large in nature out where are we there. exactly where, where on the map <laughs> are I would say you are right about here like, I run down this pier okay as you run down this pier you see a incredibly large creature uh, of with a long neck Small head. Take its I, uh... form in the water, s proudly strutting uh, to where you can see its full size and dipping right back into the water, disappearing into the icy murkiness below. Hey, uh, are the gang following? Or are they just hanging back? I would have just been standing outside the tavern. I probably would have followed you. I look at Torval. Like, did you see that? Uh, I mean, I, I saw maybe a log out there. <laughs> log. Didn't see the giant sea monster come out itself around and then go back under there is no way there is a giant prehistoric sea monster living in a landlocked lake it's all I'm you, I tell you what tomorrow morning they're taking a boat my treat out into the lake they come back heroes dead I I'm actually pretty good at not doing that Are you two done pussyfooting over there? Come on, let's go. Quit staring at the water. It'll make you crazy. 
Nigel. While back of my head slumped down like a defeated child. Perfect. Uh, and that's when we get to this house here, which is Mimsy Huddle's house, the house of the speaker. And that is where we're going to end it for tonight. Uh, do you guys want to say good night to everyone <laughs> on uh, the podcast here? Don't want to talk to bitches. <laughs> Catch you next week. I really don't want Adana saying goodnight because it probably means I'm about to get stabbed with an ice knife. We won't be getting stabbed. Somebody else will be getting stabbed. Hopefully. Yeah, just don't, don't get in my way is all. <laughs> <laughs> just, I need the real Adana to fight through this and give me some sign that you're cursed and I'll, I'll fix it. I can fix it. <laughs> Adana's nowhere to be found. Oh, that's <laughs> I love it. That's what's so great about this is that there's only so much that your character can really know and only uh and what you know and what's holding you back. That's why I gotta end it where we are because it's perfect. I love the cliffhanger. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us at the Critcast Podcast. Again, you can find us at the Critcast Podcast at gmail.com or Critcast Podcast uh Twitter dot uh, com uh, and uh, other than that uh, everyone say good night good night goodbye or good afternoon or good day wherever you are night you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs>